The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk to an SEO strategist who specializes in helping growth stage companies master SEO. Joining us is Adam Cronister, who is the principal at Enleaf, which is an SEO and web design agency that helps small to medium-sized businesses grow their online reviews through digital marketing. Enleaf prides itself on its development of strategies that best suit its customers' business models by leveraging marketing channels that bring business through the door without being cost prohibitive. And today, Adam and I are going to discuss teaching traditional writers how to write for SEO. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Adam Cronister, the principal at Enleaf. Adam, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Excited to have you as our guest. Excited to talk a little SMB, a little growth stage SEO. We've been focusing a lot on the enterprise market recently, and there are different challenges for businesses at different size. I want to start up talking about the content side. When you are thinking about creating content and you're focused on companies that are not necessarily universally known, not enterprise brands, but the developing companies and you know the mom and pop shops. Talk to me about how those businesses can create content that is effective. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing with a lot of our client base is kind of, we start out with a lot of education and that becomes, I think, a little bit more relevant when you're dealing with SMBs versus enterprise level businesses. I think in most realms, there's usually a baseline of education, but probably even more so with a small to mid-sized business. So we, we start out 
kind of expressing the need to get research and data driven in the content. So that usually becomes the first touch point is like, hey, let's learn about who you are as a business. What is your market? Let's figure out what your potential customer base is actually searching for. And then we need to build that into the strategy. So I would say with a lot of our client base, it comes, we start out really with the education piece because most of our clients, they know the buzzwords. Oh, I know SEO. I know I need to be blogging, but that's about all they know. And it's our job to really educate them and say, okay, let's tear apart some of the dynamics so you can understand the baseline behind the work that we're going to be doing. I feel like one of the big challenges for companies that don't have seemingly unlimited resources is, you know, you you have less time, right? The founder can't sit and write blog posts all day long. And this is the person that needs to at least have the understanding of what the answer to the consumer's question is in their head. When you're thinking about bringing on freelancers, writers, let's call them traditional writers, and you're at a smaller company, how do you not only get the information that's in the company's head to the writers, but also how do you teach them to write for SEO? It's twofold. I mean, like I mentioned, we start out with that discovery piece with the client. And once we have a general like outline, we will typically balance one of two approaches. And it's very variable on the client. I would say content is one of those pieces that becomes most open-ended, depending on the client, their needs. Sometimes we will actually work hand-in-hand with the client very closely, either having them co-kind of work on content. Uh, Other times we have our own writers where we kind of disseminate that research. But I would say a lot of the kind of the training that goes behind teaching traditional writers how to write for SEO, again, it becomes another education piece. It's explaining not, you know, a deep dive into how SEO works, but the principles of, hey, before you start writing, stop, go do a search for the keyword in the secondary terms and spend some time examining what content competitors are showing up. And that becomes a big discussion, not only with writers, but I would say even more so with clients is there's a big difference between competitors, say business competitors and content competitors. You're as a business, you're competing against those two realms. You have your direct business competitor, and then you have those other competitors that are competing in the content space that it's showing up in the search engines. So really it's kind of providing that data set A lot of times we, like myself or one of our technical SEOs, will essentially create the technical outline for our writers. And some of our more like senior long-term writers start to pick some of that up over, you know, osmosis over time. But we also have some training, like internal training that we've developed over the years that we can just hand off. So it sounds like the process for teaching writers how to write for SEO is first off, don't just start writing. There is a research phase. Talk me through some of the tools that you're using or or asking writers to use. Is there something as simple as just go to Google and search for the topic and see what's there? Or is there a toolkit you rely on? There are a few. So I bounce back and forth between Page Optimizer Pro and uh, Surfer SEO. Both of those are really great tools. I think especially if you're in the content writing space and you really want to kind of rise above the competition, I would suggest getting one of those tools and getting familiar with it and understanding the, the idea and the concept of, you know, things like latent semantic indexing, which is a fancy word for interrelated synonyms. Understand 
what the competitive range is, you know what I mean? And making sure that you want to tackle that challenge. You know, we work on a lot of blog content suggestions for our competitors. And sometimes it's like, okay, do you want to write 100 ways to do this, that, or the other thing? Because that's the top ranking piece of content. Or do you want to narrow down so that you actually have an opportunity to realistically compete without writing a, you know, 6,000 word blog post? So those are the kind of data sets that we have to look at as well. But I would say the starting point for most writers would be one, just spend a little time doing research, figure out what your target theme is. And this is a conversation we have a lot with clients that are active in content is kind of teaching them every page on your website, every blog post, every service page is an opportunity to rank for one or many terms, aka a theme. So don't just go and write for writing's sake, figure out what is the theme of this page and how does that relate to my potential audience? So that becomes the core. But I would say going back to your initial question, some of the key content tools are those. Uh, Page Optimizer Pro is great. Uh, Surfer SEO is a great tool. We do a lot of the keyword research and analysis with SEM Rush. But again, if you have to start somewhere, just start in the Google SERPs and spend some time learning on, hey, what is working and what isn't? That's going to be the, the easiest approach. So you're using some technology and you're providing your writers with a couple of tools and you have to do some education to teach them how to use those tools. What's the data that they're looking for? And eventually you get along to the actual writing part. That's what writers do well. That's why they call them, well, writers. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What do you advise writers to look at or think about when they're in the creative process? Are you having them write in a Google Doc? Are you having them write in a different platform to understand if they're writing effectively for SEO? I mean, there are a couple of tools that we use and suggest. I mean, a lot of them are kind of just basic, like spelling and grammar tools. Grammarly, I know, I think one of our writers is using, I want to say it's called Edison. And then a lot of the work is done actually in Google Docs, just because it allows for greater collaboration. We have 
if they're writing things like SERP results or metadata, we have a couple internal tools that like help kind of uh, visualize that. So we have a couple tools there. But typically the, the main like landing platform is going to be Google Documents as, as that process is being developed. And that allows, you know, multiple parties, of course, to go in there, make edits and recommendations and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I know that there are some content tools that are essentially content editors. So when you're writing in real time, you can see what the organic impact of that piece of content will likely be essentially a prediction index. I know Search Metrics has a content experience that's more on the enterprise side. I believe SEMrush has a, a content tool as well. Um, have you ever used any of those? Yeah. And Page Optimizer Pro as well as Surfer SEO have different versions of that. Like I said, I keep bouncing back and forth. I think the one that we've been using more recently for content ideation has been a tool inside of that Page Optimizer Pro tool. So that's one that we use. But again, like there's a number of different ways to do that. But having those tools that do kind of a a little bit kind of audit some of that content from an SEO perspective can be helpful. But sometimes our writers are not even to that point. And so we essentially will set the baselines. We'll create the outline and say, okay, you know, you're going to target your primary word X amount of times. We'll lay out the word count. And so by the time that we're done, even if our writers aren't like super skilled in SEO, our technical team is providing them with enough of an outline that they should be able to competently get that project done. And that's key too, because you don't need your writers to be SEO experts. You just want them to have at least a cursory understanding of why it's important. That becomes the biggest conversation of that I have is the why. Yeah. And then there's the third part of, hey, we've done our research. We've written our content. We've tried to keep an eye on the SEO impact. Publishing and then evaluation. What's the after the page is up, are you working with your writers to actually keep an eye and update your content? Or is it just, hey, go write this and we'll figure out how to edit it down the road? There are opportunities and times where we will go back and work on making those modifications because it's very hard to hit a home run right out of the gate. And even with all the research built in, all of the tools that, that I've recommended They're just that. They're tools. They can get you a lot of good baseline data. But until you get content in the search engines, you really don't have a full picture of what it's going to do. So yes, there are a lot of times where we will go back and kind of why I call it massaging a piece of content. And we can use some of those same tools referenced to do that, to figure out, okay, the density of the keywords and all of that can be modified up or down. And you'll even see shifts uh, with, you know, Google's updates where something that was... I guess, organized in one direction from like a keyword count or LSI count has shifted. So it is important. And then of course you get into the whole realm of Google's kind of reliance on fresh content. So one of the other things that we stress with a lot of our clients is, hey, I know you hired us to write new content, but there will be times and opportunities where we're going to actually recommend redoing existing content, or we recommend that you also do that and then explaining why that's important and relevant. I think one of the biggest things I've realized, not only being an SEO podcaster, but having a few content businesses myself, is that it's easier and more effective sometimes to go from position two to position one than it is to get a non-existing piece of content into the top 10. And so, you know, that what you call content massaging, the re-editing process can be one of the biggest tricks in the SEO tool bag. 
Any last tips for teaching writers how to effectively write for SEO? Well, I would say going back to that point that you just made, part of our process when evaluating where to focus on, whether it's link building, content expansion, or anything in between, goes right to that point. Identifying where we can move the needle just slightly, taking something from position four to two, uh, can have a huge difference in search volume. So a lot of times we'll pull up like SEM rush. We'll actually look at, see which terms are either in that one to four spot or within the one to 10 ranking spot and look for opportunities to update content. And in fact, we were doing that just this month for a couple of clients. And that ends up being a very efficient way to move the needle, both with content and off-page signals. So, you know, something to, to throw out there. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you're working with writers, I think it's important to remember that, you know, they're writers. They're the creative types. They are not necessarily data-driven marketers. And so educating them on what the tools are, what your processes should be for research, for writing, and then for evaluation. Now, those are really the three steps that you have to walk them through to make sure that they keep an eye on what's going to effectively rank. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Adam Cronister, principal at Enleaf. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow morning, Adam and I are going to discuss using ego bait and roundup links to generate high authority content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Adam, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Adam Cronister, A-D-A-M-C-H-R-O-N-I-S-T-E-R, or you could visit his company's website which is nleaf.com, E-N-L-E-A-F.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Oh,